And we are live. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean, coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada. This is actually episode number three of us doing it video-wise, but episode number 116, if you've been following us uh, all along from the beginning of time. And so, yeah, I'm just checking uh, if we're live actually on Facebook. It's coming up, I guess, a moment. That's how the delay is. Uh, but you can catch us on Facebook, YouTube, and right now on Twitch. We are live, and then it's going to be in audio form, whether you're listening on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcast from, it's going to be up there. Um, tonight, we are going to run down some Ontario news, results from uh, NXT TakeOver, results from SummerSlam, and even AEW. And we'll see what's uh, going on with that. And we are going to talk about some of the news, a little bit of updates. But first, I'm going to bring in, from Niagara Falls, Chris Jones. How are you? I'm here, minus the barrel. Oh, yes. Not going over the falls. Sorry. Uh, just <laughs> slowing up take on that one. I'm just do you expect do you expect premium jokes? Not from you. No, unfortunately not. Uh, so yeah, we are live for whatever reason. It's not showing up on Facebook, at least on uh, the Scumbags Wrestling page. It doesn't look like, but people will get us anyways. Uh, not sure if you can check on that on your end, Chris, where things are. Sure. If we are visible. I will check while you do the talking. Yeah. So we're going to start off, as always, with the Ontario news. Um, there is a little bit of uh, stuff going on. Not too much. Uh, a few events here and there. Right now on YouTube also, or sorry, at 7 o'clock this evening, was um, the last episode of Backyard uh, Pro. And so they finished actually episode five, which was episode uh, three of season two. Uh, hopefully we found a winner between Psychotic Mike and The, the Rock. And uh, yeah, so hopefully you guys can uh, share any thoughts on that. But other events coming up also include C4 in Ottawa, November 1st. That's a little ways away. And this Saturday... Um, Alpha One in Oshawa is going to have Escape Your Basement live at 2 p.m. They're uh, restricting to 100 uh, fans, so I'm guessing it's outside event. And um, so tickets are probably gone really quickly for that one. People are desperate and wanting to get back to wrestling uh, shows, uh, rightfully so. And they're going to be also, though, live on Twitch at 2 p.m. on the 29th. Some of the matches you're going to see include Ethan Page taking on Kobe Durst, Mark Wheeler's defending the championship against Josh Alexander, Space Pirates are taking on Fire Flight for a number one contendership for the uh, tag team titles, and there's also going to be a um, No Limits or... Uh, hardcore elimination match featuring Jody Threat, Steve Brown defending the title, uh, Holden Albright, and BMD. So that's coming up on Saturday, the 29th. 
And then No Ring North also uh, premiered or did some filming this past weekend. They're looking for some funding to uh, end up releasing it. Uh, definitely go check it out. You will end up seeing Shiloh going against uh, Kyle Boone and a bunch of other uh, talent from No Ring North. Destiny Wrestling is going to be in Mississauga on September 13th for The Clash. Um, it was scheduled to be the last show at Battle Arts Academy. I uh, had that as a note uh, here at the time. Speedball Mike Bailey taking on uh, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. And that all changed the other day when I saw a note from Anthony Corelli. Anthony Corelli, as we know, is Santiago Morella. He is one of the members of the uh, Aftermath uh, crew on Sportsnet. And up until a couple of weeks ago, he was set to move over to uh, the Tobermore area that way and give up everything with Battle Arts. Well, apparently, people believed in it and are stepping up to take over Battle Arts. So yeah, he issued a statement yesterday and said, so in case you haven't heard, the world works in mysterious ways. Uh, Shortly after I announced that I was uh, walking away from Battle Arts, I started to receive calls and offers with regards to buying it. People saw the value in what I created and wanted to keep it alive. That uh, felt pretty good, but also kind of sad because I already committed to the next chapter. The outpour of love was incredible too, with so many people sharing uh, what the gym means to them. I know many people were disappointed, but also happy for us at the same time. Battle Arts had uh, become a staple in the community and in so many lives. So the question now is who would be deserving of taking hold of the reins? That person would have to put their heart and soul into Battle Arts the same way I did. They would have to adhere to a strong moral code like I did. One group of two gentlemen stood out from the rest. They were interested in keeping all the programs and coaches, and they invited me to stay on as a partner. I would be removed from uh, running the day-to-day -day operations. However, would uh, stay on as one of the professional wrestling coaches. It was essential that they had the right balance of business experience, business instincts, energy and passion, and the love and belief in what we are. I'm proud to announce that Battle Arts Academy will remain open in what I believe be a seamless transition. <clears throat> Not only will it continue, but also it will flourish greater than ever before. I would like to thank and introduce Dave Scarra, uh, I'm probably butchering his name, I apologize, and Adam Coca of HWE, Hamilton Wrestling Entertainment, as the new partners of Battle Arts Academy. I've gotten to know them, and they check all the boxes, both as businessmen and, more importantly, as people. It's not easy to find people that are passionate about everything we do. Martial arts, pro wrestling, fitness, but they are. I know the Ballard's, will, Ballard's family will welcome them with open arms and be grateful for the continuation of their beloved Ballard's Academy. The dream lives on. Stay tuned for more amazing news. So what was supposed to be their last event on September 13th and probably uh, preparing for a big farewell 
uh, celebration with Destiny is now not going to happen because it's going to continue on. Chris, um, your thoughts on the fact that somebody stepped up and wants to keep uh, Anthony Corelli's dream alive? That's, uh, I mean, that's nothing but good. Good for the community, good for uh, the original owner. Uh, as long as, you know, you hope the transition goes well and I mean, what a better way to get a great school to stay in your community than finding someone like I don't know. Did they approach him? Did he, was he looking or because uh, I imagine he was looking maybe at the beginning, but yeah, probably at the beginning might have been, and then uh, with everything falling into his lap, as we read uh, on a couple of weeks ago when he issued the statement that they were going to uh, be folding and he was moving, you know, he had resigned himself to the fact that it was uh, done and, yeah, I guess making it public had people realize that it's a needed thing because without it, uh, even Josh Alexander had closed down his school since he's uh, part of Impact Wrestling. He really only had Tyson Dukes uh, in the Russell Factory plus Crossbody over in uh, the Kitchener area. So having uh, a facility like Battle Arts continue in the GTA in Mississauga is um, definitely a good thing. And I know I've seen a couple of the students uh, at Midwestern Wrestling, and so they are uh, definitely being trained really well there. Um, speaking of Tyson Dukes, Hammerlock Podcast uh, by Tyson Dukes is available. Uh, there's at least three episodes out right now. Um, this latest one is involving uh, Ric Flair taking on Rick Martel in Japan. And uh, basically, if you're looking to get into wrestling, <clears throat> Tyson Dukes, especially in this area of London, uh, you want to go check him out. Um, I've been there a bunch of times. Uh, people know the production line uh, on YouTube. A lot of talent have been uh, around Ontario, especially Smash Wrestling. And he just keeps on pumping out really good uh, talent. But these podcasts that he's putting out also are now part of homework in a way that you see the fundamentals of wrestling and his desire to uh, bring back some of the old school. Uh, he just recently got a new ring. It's lower to the ground, so they can do a little more high-flying uh, attempts in the uh, factory as opposed to the regular ring because there just wasn't any height uh, room for it. But I see Tyson loving more the ground and pound, the fundamentals, chain wrestling that is almost a lost art now uh, in exchange for the flippy stuff. Um, it's a shame that it's that way. And, yeah, I'm happy that he's able to do so. So... Uh, checking out his podcast, you get to hear uh, his opinion, get into his mindset and what wrestling was and really should be just to give it something different than what people have been over-sensitized uh, to, I think. Your thoughts? Uh, I've seen some of his YouTube videos where he uh, and uh, his son, but I can't remember his actual name, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh yeah, that, that he'd show some moves and wrist locks and stuff like that. And I know he was mentioned before that, you know, you got to make it look real, uh, not just the lazy, you know, I can put anyone in a wrist lock. 
but it may not look like a real wrist lock because I don't know how to do it properly. And a lot of people that go out to wrestle, you got to make it look real. And uh, that's what I see. One of his messages is, is you have to still wrestle. It's not just uh, go out there and perform the moves. It's do the moves and make sure you're doing them correctly. Or exactly. a lot of people are not going to, not going to buy it. Like I know one move uh, I see John Zena when he does his, one of his main move, which I can't remember right now. The one that make the guy tap. Yeah. The STF. Yeah. He puts that on so sloppy. Like it, it, it does not look like it's actually hurting the guy. And you watch a lot of wrestling. You see a lot of that. And he's teaching his, his wrestlers that you it's got to be real yeah i'm getting a lot of notifications uh right at the moment i wish that would stop sorry for anybody hearing that um i'm also checking over on youtube and, about prices right man i know youtube and facebook right now and nothing seems to be appearing i apologize for anybody who was expecting that uh so apparently we're having some technical difficulties in this regard, but uh, yeah, and my computer keeps on going off. It's so much fun. Uh, it's a wonderful episode. I will have this up on uh, Facebook and YouTube as soon as this uh, episode is done and uh, people can catch up. Uh, plus, well, you can hear it uh, on audio, whether you're in your car or taking a walk. Um, definitely. Thank you for your support. And we'll, just mosey on through. So, is your pizza is your pizza outside? Is that what all those things were? No, there was a lot of notifications that happened throughout the day that I acknowledged uh, on my phone that are only acknowledging now on my uh, uh, Chromebook. So, we're going to head into news. Last week, we talked about uh, that Sonya Deville had uh, been basically terrorized and stalked by. Uh, a guy I'm really not going to name anymore because that's where people get the fame from, and I'm not going to acknowledge that anymore. I said his name last week if you want, and you can also uh, check out uh, different websites to uh, get that dirt if you really want it. But Sonny Deville, um, stalker, he was denied uh, bail um, earlier this week. Uh, and just before SmackDown, uh, maybe it's been Thursday or Friday, something like that. She ended up having to appear in court, and there was testimony with the uh, text messages he sent her. Uh, there were they even had video footage of her security system, and the guy made it actually inside. Uh, she'd seen him on her uh, deck and quickly shut the door and got away. And next thing you know, he's inside. Um, it's finding out also he had sent messages to her, uh, girlfriend or ex-girlfriend now, um, plus as well to Mandy, uh, Rose. And she, basically he wanted to eliminate everybody in his way of getting to Sonya. And the guy is just messed up. Um, so that was uh, shocking in itself. 
Um, I thought it was commendable of both ladies that they made it to uh, SmackDown to continue their story. They took out the stipulation of the hair versus hair. I think it was, uh, I've heard it was on the request of her lawyer because uh, you don't want uh, a different appearance of, in this case, she would have been losing the hair versus hair and been bald. And that also changes things potentially in the view of courts. Uh, so they had to pr uh, protect that and cover it up and did a loser leaves. Uh, Didn't they just do the eyebrows? They, they, they could just pencil them in. Shave eyebrows. Why haven't they done shave the eyebrows match yet in, in, in women's wrestling? That they do a, the hair. The eyebrows are the most important. True. But you don't want to change her, opinion, uh, her appearance too much. So she ended up uh, changing it to a loser leaves. They did the match. Part of it was, I'll, I'll say it was a little bit sloppy uh, because of the circumstances, I'm going to say. But it made it a little bit hard to believe that these two women hated each other when in the news they were both terrorized at, in her house. So it, I don't know if I would have found some other way of dropping the story. Uh, just say Sonya couldn't make it or whatever and move forward that way and then pick it up when she's able to return. But I commend both ladies for uh, sucking it up as much as they could and going out and performing. Uh, I guess the show must go on. And so we'll see when Sonya does return. Your thoughts on any of that, uh, Chris? Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, little thoughts, but nothing important. Nope. Okay. Uh, so then this Friday was also the debut of the Thunderdome for uh, SmackDown, Raw, everything now that's going to be done except for NXT because they're still going to be at full sale and uh, doing the status quo that we've seen uh, with plexiglass and the audience um, consisting of students. But so they're going to have the two different looks between the two shows. Um, so Thunder uh, Dome started, we got a thousand screens with fans on them. I'll get to the mess ups in just a moment as the week has progressed, unfortunately. Um, but they got to uh, do that. Jeff Hardy ended up beating uh, AJ Styles to be the new Intercontinental Champion. That's probably going to continue uh, maybe even to pay back this weekend. I feel it was uh, more of a shot, uh, hot shot move to, hey, we got fans. Now let's give them a title uh, change. Um, maybe not necessary because AJ Styles should have been still champion. Uh, also during uh, the kickoff show for SummerSlam, Renee Young uh, confirmed that she is uh, departing from WWE. And that's after eight years of being with the company. She's married to John Moxley, but it's questionable whether she's going to go to AEW or she's actually got herself a bigger job at ESPN or Fox because she's probably one of the best uh, commentators that they ever had, uh, at least backstage uh, people. She got thrown in deep water with Raw, but it is what it is. Uh, but she was a great personality from Canada, started on uh, – Sportsnet with Aftermath and Jimmy Corderas and everybody. But uh, she's got a new cookbook coming out. And she was she issued a thank you. Uh, 
she issued a thank you letter and it was really long but really thorough and thought uh filled as well worth a read if you get a chance to uh find it and then uh yesterday on the bump uh she was on there and brought to tears with all the uh different uh thank you renee and wishing her well uh sentiments that were uh broadcast did you catch a lot any much of uh, renee young I, I know you didn't really uh, you're not really watching the current product as opposed to some of the older stuff no i, th I thought she was fine uh, uh i've seen her like kick off wrestlemania and when i watched a, i seen a lot more of her when she first started not so much the last couple of years but i mean she she she, she was good uh and yeah, I can't, I can't imagine, unless it's for personal reasons, I can't imagine her leaving WWE just to go work for AEW. Uh, I think it gives her more time to perhaps do that a little bit, but I, I would expect she's going to go like the Fox or somewhere else. Yeah, I would expect that too. I think uh, her best role was uh, doing Talking Smack, who would have ever thought Renee Paquette would have ended up marrying a guy like uh, John Moxley? Uh, but obviously, oh, different, no. guy, different guy behind the scenes, uh, and all the best for them uh, moving forward. He's currently the AEW champion, and yeah, she has a whole lot of uh, potential ahead of her. Uh, so, all the best to Renee Young as she moves forward. Um, then the other uh, news, yeah, almost through the news, is the fact that uh, NXT UK will resume uh, recordings on the September seventeenth uh, from the BT Sports Studio in London, England. Um, the US crew will help uh, record the shows remotely from the US, uh, and then NXT UK is still expecting to do a takeover in Dublin on October 25th. So uh, maybe that's why Imperium ended up dropping the titles uh, to Brizango yesterday on uh, NXT because uh, they're able to go back and uh, work the UK scene. The Suicide Squad uh, released a first look trailer for their uh, second movie and it featured John Cena as the Peacemaker. Uh, I guess the guy, the character is kind of a loose cannon where trying to do good, but also it can be violent. Um, so he's doing that. The Dwayne Johnson is doing Adam Ant or no, Black Adam. Uh, and so more Marvel movies coming up or in Cena's case, it's DC. Uh, Got no interest in that sequel. More superhero movies coming our way. <laughs> Featuring wrestlers. Uh, the first Suicide Squad was so terrible. Yeah, I didn't bother watching it. It, it looks good. That's about it. Yeah, unfortunately, DC seems to have a problem uh, converting from comics to uh, big screen, unlike uh, the success Marvel has been able to have uh, with their own brands, but also now related to Disney uh, mm -hmm. and their epic uh, battles that however movie many movies it is that piece together to form this big saga. Uh, after SummerSlam uh, happened, the WWE Network aired 
24 special featuring uh, this year's WrestleMania production. So uh, it takes you all the way from everybody getting ready and going to go to Tampa and the big announcement that it's going to be in Tampa to, uh uh-oh, we're 14 days away from WrestleMania and we need to change everything and load everything into the PC and you hear different wrestlers' perspectives on that because uh, at one point, Kevin Owens was uh, looking to jump off a big pirate ship that was in the uh, Buccaneer Stadium in uh, uh, Tampa, but that got thrown out the window, and then he saw the big WrestleMania sign and thought, okay, I'll still jump off that. Rhea Ripley was uh, there, and she was expecting a big uh, thing for her debut. She still had a big uh, moment going against Charlotte, but not as big because it wasn't in front of that uh, audience. Uh, Drew McIntyre and his thoughts of finally uh, getting to the top of the mountain in front of nobody. So you see their uh, roller coaster of emotions and how they uh, made it through there. It's a really good uh, documentary to watch if you get a chance to see that. I'm not sure if it's available on uh, the free um, stream of WWE Network or if that's on the uh, side of things where you actually have to pay for it. But uh, if you get a chance, I would go out of my way and watch it. What do you think of uh, the fact that they had to go from the big stadium all the way to just the PC? Uh, my, o- my only thing in that is, yes, you're calling it WrestleMania, but it wasn't a WrestleMania. Uh, when big things like that happen, most places like fairs and that because of wars or whatever and pandemics now uh, cancel because they know they can't put on the quality show that everyone expects. Uh, I mean, I think WWF still delivered well, but it's not a WrestleMania. It's an asterisk WrestleMania. Understandable. Yeah. And you see at the beginning with Triple H basically doing the whole McMahon uh, sentiment that the show must go on and still wanting to put smiles on people's faces um it is needed i guess in their mind of doing that it harkens back also to uh 9-11 when everything shut down in the world after the twin towers got attacked and they were actually the first uh people who said no we're not going to hide we're going to go out and two days later they were in dallas still and they found Mm -hmm. a way of going live putting on a show and they didn't really concentrate on storylines, but they wanted to entertain. And I think that's their same mentality, even with COVID, is they want to uh, give people an escape yeah. and do that. And the that's only, why it continued the way it did. The only place I know that had an event before they did at 9-11 was the annual Western Fair. Uh, Stomp and Tom Connors played, and I honestly can't remember if it was that night or the next night. Uh, I'd have to see what the actual date was because he was supposed to play on a Monday and that's when he played. Uh, Because I remember, because the one that canceled for the Wednesday night was um, uh, uh, Terry Clark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so so London actually had the first concert after 9-11 happened. Yeah. Well, anything's possible. 
Um, just, yeah, I they think that's why they didn't uh, decide to cancel WrestleMania and tried to go forward as much as they have from the uh, March 13th when they were supposed to be in uh, Detroit. I had almost uh, had tickets that night uh, to go, but th- then clearly that wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, final piece of news is that uh, Stu Bennett returned to WWE as Wade Barrett uh, last night and to do commentary for NXT. Barrett was uh, the first winner of NXT when it was the uh, competition. He was the leader of the Nexus and uh, did a bunch of things. Kind of got uh, stopped, really, when uh, Cena refused to uh, job out uh, to uh, the Nexus at uh, SummerSlam that same year. And it really stopped the momentum of Nexus. Uh, he became king of the ring and stuff like that, an intercontinental champion. But eventually did end up leaving and joining um, Hollywood and doing some acting. But as a recent, he had been doing uh, commentary for the NWA. NWA, though, lately has been losing a lot of their talent. Uh, the first, This is the first one to the WWE uh, that they've lost. A lot of them have uh, headed over to uh, AEW. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have to see what the status of uh, NWA is going to be, even though they did uh, create a uh, partnership with another uh, group to uh, do some broadcasting, that is yet to materialize. So Billy Corgan, he needs to figure out what's going on before he loses all of his talent. Um, so we'll finish off with WWE uh, news before we dive into AEW. AEW Dynamite is actually happening right now on a special Thursday show, thanks to the NBA being bumped, but then didn't need to because Dynamite could have uh, happened last night with no NBA after all the Black Lives (laughs) Matter and uh, boycotting of basketball games and all sports as of today, because even uh, the NHL has uh, shut down. Uh, There's talk Mm -hmm. that the NBA might want to fully shut down instead of resume uh basketball but that's going on over there i'm going to uh, finish up with uh everything in wde um nxt uh 30 takeover 30 happened on saturday against nxt i mean aew at uh, the same time uh Rizango ended up becoming the number one contenders for the tag team titles when he threw a match finn balor beat timothy thatcher in a match that is once again like Titan Duke's fundamentals. They it probably threw a lot of people off and not being flippy, uh, but it was a really good match. Finn Balor won. I thought Thatcher needed the win more than Balor, but when you hear what's going to happen coming up, it was a good choice. Uh, Damian Priest ended up winning a five way ladder match to become the new NXT North American champion. Uh, Adam Cole beat Pat McAfee, a football player, a punter. Uh, formally, um, and actually McAfee put on a really good job that people are wondering if he's going to continue with wrestling, if they can uh, spring it. Io Shirai uh, retained her women's title over Dakota Kai, but then Rhea Ripley and uh, Raquel Gonzalez end up facing off before Kai took her uh, friend Gonzalez away. And the main event saw Karrion Cross beat Keith Lee to become the new NXT uh, champion. Now, kind of confusing uh, here because they announced uh, during SummerSlam 
that Keith Lee was going to Raw. So that explains why he dropped the title. But during that match, Karrion Cross ended up uh, separating his shoulder. And we found out yesterday that it's uh, so severe that he has to drop the title. And uh, him and Scarlett uh, did a little presentation, left the belt in the middle of the ring and left. But he did a really good uh, promo saying that uh, bumps in the road are the only uh, issues. He's going to be a bump in the road for somebody uh, when he gets back. Um, so then yesterday, that happened. Brizengo ended up winning the tag team titles against, uh, over Imperium. Tommaso Ciampa is back, and he's now a heel. Uh, Austin Theory went back to NXT. Uh, I guess he couldn't cut it you know, on Raw, or somebody didn't like him enough to keep him there after his suspension. But the biggest news also came when uh, William Regal made the announcement um, that the championship will be decided next Tuesday on a special NXT because hockey, if it's still happening, is supposed to be bumping uh, NXT on Wednesday. So it's going to be on Tuesday for Super Tuesday. And they're doing an hour-long fatal four-way match uh, with former champions being Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and the longest-reigning champion, Adam Cole. So one hour, four guys, Iron Man match. I don't know who's going to come out on top of that one. What do you, what do you think about this concept of four for an hour? Uh, if you got if you got the right people, it can be done. I mean, we've seen we lived through the Ric Flair uh, hour matches and a lot of other guys that did matches very long. So, and when you got four guys, but for me, I wouldn't abuse it. I wouldn't do it very often because some of those matches can be, you know, as a fan, I don't want to sit and watch the same match for an hour. I, I, I don't, uh, you can suck me in for a while, but after a while, it just, it gets to be unbelievable that they can go for an hour and take those type of hits that's when you start to you know you're showing that wrestling is not uh you know they're not hitting each other with everything they can and that's one thing that uh, i think hurts wrestling is you you don't announce like having an hour match especially with four people it just becomes i nobody can go an hour match like that and actually take those hits to the head and everything realistically and get up for the whole hour it it just it's not possible and when they do these hour matches when it was years ago with say Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart they they weren't they were doing some big moves but not like now where it's big move after big move after big move and they still keep getting up well you do that for an hour it's it gets to be ridiculous yeah because so, sean and brett at least used some rest holds and then yeah, fire yeah. and then rest holds now you got four guys who are going to, there's going to be constant action i hope there's more than one referee just to make it logical about what's going on and uh i would have at least two out there 
uh, one to uh, control and count anything that's happening inside the ring and one for outside the ring because you know that's going to happen. And uh, especially if it's a false count anywhere situation. But there's going to be multiple falls during that match and we'll see who comes out on top. Sunday was SummerSlam. And we got a one-week turnaround for payback happening this Sunday. So running down uh, the SummerSlam card, Apollo Crews ended up uh, retaining the U.S. title by beating MVP, and he narrowly escaped uh, Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin uh, as they came out after the match. Bailey retained her uh, women's title, SmackDown women's title, over Oscar thanks to Sh- Sasha taking a hit. The Street Profits retained their titles over Andrade and Angel Garza. Um, the poisoning of uh, uh, Montez Ford didn't matter. Uh, they're still hinting that uh, it was Zelina Vega who did the poisoning, but she says it wasn't her, so who knows if that's going to get uh, swerved somewhere else and find out it was a different person. But then they still tease some uh, animosity between Garza and Andrade. I figured it was time for them to get the titles and let the Street Profits uh, be chasing. Uh, later on, we and next up, we saw Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I said about how that ended up going. Uh, very impressed by the fact that everything got put on the shelf so they could do that match. Mandy did wrestle with a table, trying to put it up, but it is what it is. Um, so Sonya's gone. Seth Rollins took Dominic uh, Mysterio out, but it was a 23-ish minute match that had a lot of logic to it. It told a story. There were some smoke and mirrors in there uh, and doing the drama with uh, Dominic's uh, mother being there, Angie, uh, Ray's wife, and Ray promising he wasn't getting involved until it was uh, absolutely necessary. He finally did jump in. The handcuffing of Rey Mysterio and seeing his son uh, stomped in the back of the head by uh, Seth and having to witness it right there that close. That was huge drama. Um, I was surprised Monday they did the tag team match. I would have done it on uh, Payback this weekend. So I don't know if that's going to get added because uh, Retribution ended up stopping that match. So there wasn't a winner. They could really do it on Sunday. Uh, Asuka ended up beating Sasha for the Raw Women's title. They did uh, some back and forth with the submissions. The key thing that people put out, uh, the commentators did, was that Bailey, even though they set up the same scenario of how Sasha took the bump and Bailey rolled her up, uh, rolled up Asuka, they tried to do that again in the same uh, format with this match, but Bailey didn't take the bump. Uh, so she didn't sacrifice herself for Sasha, and Sasha ended up tagging out, uh, tapping out, and these two are now defending on Sunday. Uh, there could be some animosity going on. They've been teasing a breakup for the longest time. Uh, Drew McIntyre beat Randy Orton. They both missed their finishes, and then it was a backslide that got the uh, victory. So it's definitely not a normal way of ending a championship match. Uh, Some people were upset about it. But then the next night, Randy Orton punted uh, Drew in the head three times, and Drew now apparently has a fractured skull and bleeding on the brain, so he's not going to be around for a bit, even though he's the champion. 
Keith Lee is going to uh, go against uh, Randy Orton on Sunday. And, of course, the finisher of the night saw The Fiend defeat Braun Strowman to become the new Universal Champion. And no sooner did that happen, Roman Reigns came out and beat them both up. Said that he made uh, Braun Strowman the monster he is, and Bray couldn't uh, handle the pressure of leading a company and the he's only holding it for at the belt for Roman uh while he came back. So that's now going to be a three-way match this Sunday at Payback. So four matches of Apollo and uh Lashley for the US title. Sasha and Bailey are going to take on Shayna uh Baszler and Nia Jax. And then of course as I said they uh matches of the Fiend Braun and Roman plus Keith Lee taking on Randy Orton. Um, they only have one more day to uh, come up with a full card since it's happening on Sunday on the WWE Network. So I know you didn't end up seeing uh, SummerSlam. I'm not sure if you caught any uh, clips or stuff, but your thoughts on what happened this past weekend? Um, you know, that's why I love wrestling. The, the fact that the next night on Raw – that there's all these safety protocols for COVID and the, the reason why there's not fans there, but Randy Orton can kick a guy in the head three times. That's in, okay. Nobody stops that. <laughs> and we know about concussions. Exactly. I <laughs> Good old wrestling. So I don't know what's going to go on with Drew if uh, he's actually injured and that's why how they're writing him out for a bit or what their plan is. Hopefully we find out soon, but he's definitely not going to be uh, on the card unless he magically gets healed. Uh, and He'd probably make a run in then. And He'd does probably make it like a mid, mid car, mid uh, uh, match run in or something. But then at the same time you look at it and it took him, it took Randy Orton three punts to put drew down like that, but it only took one punt to take out uh, edge and uh, Big Show and Christian, a well, a low blow and a boot to the head for Ric Flair. One boot to uh, Shawn Michaels, but he didn't get put down. And yeah. Don't you be making sense, man. <laughs> I know. I, I, it's just, where do we draw the line? Oh, because you're a legend, you can get taken out with one shot, but because you're the current champ, it takes three. And this part is where I'm missing Steven. Steven was supposed to join us, and we know how much he loves AEW, uh, but he's got a migraine and is not with us uh, this evening. Um, just running down, Dynamite uh, was on this past Saturday because of NBA uh, playoffs bumping them, and they're also on right now on uh, TNT or TSN, uh, depending on where you're watching from. But um, last Saturday, some of the highlights, FTR uh, gave Private Party probably their best match ever uh, by actually wrestling and following tag team rules. And they also had Tully Blanchard in their corner, which really wasn't explained after everything went down because Arn Anderson helped them sign their contracts. But after, I guess, Ricky Morton went after Tully uh, during the appreciation 
they defended Tully, and now Tully's their manager, but he's also associated with Sean Spears. So I don't know if all three of them are going to be associated together with Tully as their manager. We'll have to wait and see. MJF now has a lawyer, and he's trying to basically resurrect what they did with uh, Jake Roberts years ago and ban the Paradigm uh, Shift DDT uh, from that match that they're supposed to have for the championship at All Out. Um, there was a cluster match uh, with Dustin Rhodes, QT Marshall, Jurassic Express taking on um, Butcher and Blade and Lucha Brothers. They just can't stop doing cluster matches, and it just looks sloppy and really bad. Uh, Jungle Boy ended up missing a couple of moves blatantly. It looked uh, just a mess. Uh, the heels started feuding with each other, but Eddie Kingston came out and got them all on the same page, so now they're a faction of five. The AEW has tons of factions as well. It's just crazy. Um Tony Schiavone had an interview with Orange Cassidy, which Orange Cassidy continued to say nothing. Jericho came out and challenged him to a rubber match since they both have a win each over each other. And at All Out, it was agreed upon that they're going to have a Mimosa Mayhem match. And that's either going to end in submission or pinfall. Or if you throw your uh, opponent into a big honking uh, Mimosa which is 80 gallons of orange juice and 50 cases of the bubbly champagne. Uh, just, yeah, you know, in a way that Jericho might pick up the victory, still uh, giving Cassidy a little bit of a rub to make him look good, but it's Chris Jericho. He's going to have to pick up the victory, but then in the end, he's going to look like a moron and get put into the uh, mimosa at the end. So, We'll have to see if that plays out at All Out on September 5th. Um, there was a really bad match also with the Dark Order Jobbers taking on the Elite, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. Still trying to maybe have uh, Omega turn heel and be the cleaner. If he does, that's going to be his best move because he sucks right now in AEW. He's not the guy that... If a new person tuned into AEW and said, oh, this uh, Kenny Omega is the best in the world. He was number one in PWI. Let's see him. I'm excited. And they see this presentation, they would be like, why? What happened? So I hope uh, they finally figure out how to properly use him and get him away from uh, booking the women as well. Uh, because the women had a uh, finals to the tag team titles or the Tag Team Cup, whatever. I release and Diamante beat uh, Nightmare Sisters. Uh, Darby Allen ended up beating a jobber really quickly. Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy ended up uh, brawling. They're uh, having a tables match tonight. Thunder Rosa, possibly only one of the bright spots in the women's division, is coming from NWA to challenge Hikaru Shida for the title at All Out. And the Final uh, thing of the night was Brody Lee destroying uh, destroying uh, Cody in no uh -oh. time. Yeah, it's my phone this time, not my computer. Destroying uh, Cody in no time flat and becoming the new TNT champion. But they had Cody end up 
going the distance with people 20 minutes with other times. And so he didn't look like a dominant champion. And then he get dominated by a guy who was a castaway from WWE with his misfits, uh, the Dark Order. And I feel sorry for Super Smash Brothers, the way they've been uh, handed uh, handled there in AEW. But now Brody Lee's the champion, looking dominant. They uh, sent Cody out on a stretcher, which had to be turned over. And, ooh, get more heat. Uh, they brought up QT Marshall and Dustin that got beat down. Just And they beat up uh, Aaron Anderson. It looks like they're going to set up the Nightmare family against the Dark Order. I'm not sure if we want that or what's going to happen with there. But Cody's also taking some time off uh, to film a, a show, I think, called Heels with Stephen Amell, who uh, was part of uh, Green Arrow, I believe, that uh, show. Uh, and they've been friends ever since WWE time uh, when they did stuff at SummerSlam. Which leads us up to tonight which has a gauntlet match for a number one contendership. They're actually using their ranking system. The top four uh, people in the rankings are going to come out in that order to uh, try and win the gauntlet match to be the number one contenders to Paige and Omega at All Out. There's a contract signing tonight with Moxley and MJF, which is probably going to be a cluster again because they can't just help themselves. Matt Hardy against uh, Sammy Guevara in a tables match. There's going to be a handicap match with Big Swole taking on Britt Baker, Rebel, and Penelope Ford. And there's supposed to be an update on Cody's condition. This is all leading to All Out, uh, Saturday, September 5th, with the Mimosa Mayhem, Jericho, and Cassidy uh, match. Omega and Page taking on the winner of the Gauntlet match. Hikaru Shida against Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's title. And John Moxley versus MJF for the AEW Championship. So, Chris, you've been telling me that you've been watching Dark, at least, and haven't gotten uh, my other things. What are your thoughts on all that that's happening in AEW right now? I think it's I think it's a fine product. It, it just depends what you're expecting. Uh, a lot of the whole creation, the AEW, was kind of to bring a lot of the type of wrestling that you see in the independence and especially in Japan and a lot of Japan wrestling has a lot of comedy in it. So that's why I think AEW is, they're still trying, they're still finding what is going to be the most attractive to their public. Uh, personally, I don't think it's going to last the way that it's, that it's going, but the product itself, I think, looks good as far as presentation on TV, you know, uh, and uh, again, I, I, I like watching Dirk because there's not a lot of storyline stuff going on there. It's just mainly wrestling and the commentators yapping where I can actually fall asleep to Tony Schiavone commentating because I actually like uh, Tony Schiavone. He's commentating. He's probably like one of my favorites to listen, call a match, but he can also lull me to sleep. It's something something to do with his voice, man. And yeah. I like Taz. I, I think Taz is a fantastic commentator. He can commentate 
any type of match. Uh, Taz has been good uh, keeping the uh, line between uh, being a manager for um, Brian Cage and uh, I can't think of his uh, the other guy's name at the moment, uh, and then also doing the commentating. So I can agree with that. Uh, Tony Schiavone, yeah, um, he's always been the cure for insomnia. Uh, I like Tony. I listen to his podcast when it's something I'm interested in listening to. Uh, but yeah, he's always been, unfortunately, that voice of lull in a way. So I I don't personally, I don't think he has a voice of lull. Uh, I think he calls, he calls a match. Okay. But he, he definitely puts feeling into it. It's, it's not like, it's not a doll. Listen, it's just, I don't know. There's something, his voice itself is just soothing. He's got a good announcer voice. Yeah. Well, like I said, I enjoyed listening to him uh, with Conrad uh, on What Happened When? Uh, with their podcast. Uh, once again, depends on the subject. Right now, they're doing a double shot of ECW, but Tony had no connection to this. So it's just basically listening to somebody who's seeing it for the first time. It doesn't interest me this week. I'm more interested in times when Tony was there and finding out the backstory and what was going on. Uh, same when Eric Bischoff and all them do their shows. I prefer the ones that they were actually there around for instead of discovering things for the first time. Which almost is a good segue because they talk about a lot of things that happened during that time frame. Um, like just recently they were doing SummerSlams with, uh, Bruce and, uh, JR and doing road wilds and hog wilds with, uh, all those things happen in the month of August and Jonesy, it's your turn for this week in history. This week in pro wrestling history, we're going to start out August 21st and work our way up to today. 41 years ago, Dustin Rhodes defeated Harley Race to win the NWA uh, Heavyweight Championship for the first time. Uh, Race would win the title back in just five days. Uh, 23 years ago today, WCW presented Clash of the Champions 35, and that was the final edition of the series that began way back in March of 1988. Uh, and 20 years ago today on Raw's War, uh, Lita defeated Stephanie McMahon. It was the first time in Raw history that a woman's match main evented the show. And uh, the WWF championship, uh, Women's Championship did change hands, I believe. Um, August 22nd, uh, 21 years ago. Uh, oh, I got that one out. Let's go to The Rock defeated Mr. Ass in a uh, Kiss My Ass match, and this is SummerSlam 99. Uh, Mankind defeated, defeated Stone Cold in Triple H in a triple threat match to win the uh, WWF Championship. And uh, uh, Justin yeah, Body Ventura was the special guest referee for that one. Yeah, and that match is also interesting. If you watch it, uh, somehow Steve Austin gets tied up in the ropes, and Triple H actually has to save him. Uh, <laughs> I do remember uh, a match like that, so that's the one. Um, 
August 23rd, 21 years ago, Raven walked out of WCW. If you remember that, that was on the same episode that the, the rock band Kiss uh, did their um, uh, lovely performance. And uh, that was the debut of the Kiss Demon, which was originally played by Brian Adams. But the gimmick was soon passed to Dale Thornburg, and then it was burned to the ground. Uh, 21 years ago on Raw, Lillian Garcia made her debut for WWE. 21 years ago. Um, five years ago, The Undertaker beat Brock Lesnar by submission at SummerSlam. Uh, the August 24th, 35 years ago in Philadelphia, the Dream Team, Brutus and Greg Valentine, defeated the U.S. Express, Rotundo, and Wyndham to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Uh, 30 years ago, uh, on August 24th, uh, New Jersey, the Steiner Brothers, Rick and Scott, defeated the Rock and Roll Express to win the NWA United States Tag Team Championship. Uh, 26 years ago, WCW, uh, Clash of the Champions 28, uh, was highlighted by the first ever, ever singles match between Hogan and Ric Flair on broadcast television. Flair won via countout, a huge uh, television audience for that one. And the, uh, the show featured the final television match of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat until 2009. Uh, and they, they fired him shortly after that match where he injured himself by FedEx. Man, they love FedEx. Uh, 21 years ago, uh, WWF uh, presented the experience at the CNE and uh, Stadium in Toronto. That was back in, uh, uh, trying to think of the year. I think that was nine, that would have been 95. Uh, I believe the big event was 80, no, it was 87. So it was probably 97. Anyways, uh, they only got about a third of the amount that they did for the big event, which was uh, 10 years prior to this. Uh, some of the matches in that was Jose Lothario uh, defeated Jim Cornette. Uh, Psycho Sid defeated Vader in a lumberjack match. And uh, some CFL players from the Argonauts were at there. You can kind of see why they didn't do as well in attendance. Uh, the Undertaker defeated Mankind in a casket match, and Michael defeated Gold Dust. Sorry? A little bit of a weak card, considering the yeah, big event Hogan versus... Other uh, yeah, Orton. other matches was Farouk uh, defeated Eldo Montoya. I mean, it just... Yeah. When you, and when you look at what the, the main card was for the big event back uh, in the 80s... That's why they had 70 some on thousand. For this, they only had about 21, which still is horrible. But... Yes. Um, and then doo -doo -doo -doo, I'm looking for. We're still on August 24th. There's a August lot of stuff that happened on that day. A lot of stuff. Uh, Nitro, uh, Aaron Anderson announces his retirement on that day. 18 years ago, Brock Lesnar defeated The Rock to win the undisputed uh, belt. And he was, at the time, the youngest at 25. Uh, but it wouldn't take too long for Randy Orton two years later to uh, beat that record. And uh, today, on that day, would have been uh, 
the 49th birthday of Mike Lockwood, who was better known as Crash Holly. Uh, and it would have been the 89th birthday for Regis Philman uh, on this day. And then August 26, uh, 34 years ago today, WWF taped the first ever episode of WWF Superstars of Wrestling from the Providence Civic Center in Rhode Island. Uh, there were a couple of notable bits of trivia with these tapings. Jesse Ventura returned to the booth for the first time since taking time off the film Predator. Uh, Coco Beware Me is debut, and so did Mick Foley. Uh, and, uh, That's where he got beat up by the Bulldogs. Yes, uh, in 21, and that was only a second ever professional match. Like, that's pretty impressive. Uh, 29 years ago at SummerSlam uh, was uh, the match made in hell, and no one gave a crap about that. They just wanted to see the wedding and the awesomeness that that was. And I'm not sure if it's the only one, but that's got to be one of the only weddings ever in wrestling history to not be interfered with. It went off without a hitch. Yeah, they do. Except, they ex except later on that night, you know. Yeah, they waited they had the reception to get the snake. Yes, yes. And then uh, August 27th, which is today, uh, 30 years ago today, Hogan beat Earthquake at SummerSlam. I can't believe that's 30 years ago. Um, 26 years ago. Sorry? I actually just watched that event the other day. Yeah, and that's. Uh, um, uh, Earthquake takes a good bump on that table, and you could see uh, where he got the welt. Uh, 26 years ago, Shane Douglas made his historic in-ring promotion, throwing down the NWA belt, and declared themselves the ECW world champ. Uh, only two other people knew about that was going to happen on that day. Uh, 11 years ago, Dixie Carter made her television debut on TNA Impact, uh, and 10 years ago, Elizabeth Luna Vachon was found dead at her home in Pasico County, Florida. She was 48. Uh, uh, I bring that up, her death, because she's actually buried at the ranch that was owned by Andre Dunn. Apparently, the families were very close. Um, and it is a happy birthday today to Robert Remus. We all know and love as the Sarge. And that is it for the this week in history. Pimps. That's a, a busy week, actually, in the history. Yeah. Just and a lot of. All the, I didn't mention all of it either. <laughs> yeah, just to imagine all the events and the title changes and births, deaths. Wow, like it's a rich history. And speaking of uh, that, though. This would come in handy for the thing that you have going on, which I just put up, the Wrestling Trivia Challenge. Do you want to tell people about that? Uh, yes, the Wrestling uh, Trivia Game Show Challenge. It's basically uh, Jeopardy, and we, we just test your knowledge of not so much about getting it right, but just remembering all those things that have actually happened in wrestling. There's so much that that happened in 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 the wrestling world that wasn't just in the ring but outside the ring movies television shows music the the way people live their lives wrestling is is a huge part of that and is the oldest sport around so uh i i like 
I like doing it. I like researching it. Um, and I, I think it's fun. I think now I'm up to like over, over 600 questions at least uh, that I have um, uh, categorized. Um, so I got lots of opportunity to do shows because I'm off work for at least another month. So people that want to play, uh, you don't have to play when we announce that we're going to do them. If you want to play, say, on a Wednesday or Thursday, let me know. I'll find a Wednesday or Thursday I'm available. If you want to play your friends, challenge someone, that's it. And every Monday we'll have, we'll have an episode up. I think I finally figured it out. You have uh, three episodes already out, and I think there's a yeah, another one still to come. Yes. And then we're and then we'll and we'll do some more after that. Right, and we're looking for some contestants to be a part of it. So either uh, how can they contact you, Chris? Uh, they can uh, contact me either through one of these uh, pages. Uh, but if you just put in uh, Rescue the Trinity Challenge in your Facebook, it should pop up. And before we sign off, there's a couple of things that I can promote. And as you see down below, uh, Scumbags Wrestling is available on Facebook, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, anywhere you get your uh, podcasts from. We have our Facebook page, we have uh, Twitch, we have YouTube for any of our videos, which include the Ontario Indy uh, Road Trip, uh, the production line, which I'm hoping to get back to the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory and uh, get some more going once they start uh, doing some in-ring action. Uh, there's also the Fantasy Warfare Tournament, and we are doing that last night. Hopefully you uh, tuned in and saw... Part three of our greatest tag teams of all time. A uh, little bit of a spoiler alert here, but uh, the Rock and Roll Express have now joined the Dudley Boys and the Midnight Express to uh, be in the final four, which will be decided next Wednesday, September 2nd, right after AEW Dynamite. We're going to. Uh, who do you think is going to win number four? Uh, that one's a tough one. I haven't even uh, fully looked at it. I'm just having a hard time looking at that. Who is uh, in that group, Chris? Uh, we got Midnight Express uh, versus the North. We got Public Enemy versus The Bar. We have Harlem Heat versus Natural Disasters. Demolition uh, against Edge and Christian. War Machine uh versus the dark family the funks versus the dream team minnesota wrecking crew which is the original uh versus the colossal connection and the world's greatest versus the young bucks i've gone through all this and made my picks uh it's the young bucks out of all those tag teams they're the only there's only two that i i actually three sorry that i marked as tens Everyone else is like some of them are low. They didn't, they haven't done a lot, or they didn't get very far as far as getting into the big leagues. That doesn't mean that they don't, like I said, like young bucks, they haven't made it to, you know, WWE or, um, I mean, AEW is not that big in my opinion. So they haven't, they've been on the big stage in Japan, but not here yet. 
but that doesn't mean they can't win it all because they've done a frick ton. Yeah, uh, Young Bucks, uh, just listening to that uh, list, could be uh, definitely making it to the finals, uh, depending on how things uh, shake out. But what stands out to me also is uh, Harlem Heat, 10-time tag team champions. Uh, Harlem Heat and and Minnesota Wrecking Crew. The only problem with those two is they didn't they didn't travel as far as continuously like the Young Bucks have. Yeah. So uh, old matter of how it shakes out when we uh, look at their resumes, see what their accomplishments are. Uh, I definitely want you uh, to join us next Wednesday at six p.m to see who comes out on top of that. And then at 10 p.m., we're going to uh, declare a winner between the four uh, division winners and declare, at least in our opinion, who the greatest tag team of all time is. Um, it's a it's special. The it's, the na- it's the nasty boys as far as I'm concerned, but they're already gone. Yeah. It's a special uh, Wednesday edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast on uh Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitch happening at 10 p.m. Wednesday because I'm going away for a weekend and will not be available Thursday night. So I hope you guys join us after AEW Dynamite. And uh, one last plug before we uh, go. We have our T-shirts. We have a ton of different T-shirts with different designs, including the uh, Scumbags Wrestling logo that you see up top the podcast logo that you see behind us, but also most importantly, I can hold off on selling those shirts because that's a profit to me. But what is not a profit to me is the current t-shirt that we just put out uh, earlier in the summertime. And that is our comic book style uh, t-shirt supporting independent wrestling. Uh, Money purchased from these uh, shirts is going to go to Sick Kids Hospital on behalf of Stevens Wrestling Journey. And put that up there. Stevens Wrestling Journey, he's a nine-year-old uh, little guy in the GTA area, uh, has carry uh, malformation, uh, issues back here in your brain. And he, there's a lot of research needing to be done to help cure it. He's part of that research. But if you buy a T-shirt that features 20 uh, talent and stars of the Ontario independent wrestling scene, that money is going to go to uh, Sick Kids Hospital. $30 for a t-shirt. We also have that same uh, design as a poster, uh, 11 by 17. You can check it out on the Facebook uh, page, Scumbags Wrestling, and that is for $15. So all that money is not going in my pocket. It's going to Sick Kids. You don't want to miss it. Independent wrestling is starting to get back into full swing again uh, here and there. As I said, there's a couple of shows coming up. You don't want to show up with uh, old T-shirts. Show up with a brand new one. Know that you helped out somebody. And, yeah, the shirt has the pillars. It has the King of the North, Casey Spinelli, Jody Threat, and many more. The students from the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, The Revolt, uh, Jim Strider, Kyle Boone, Violet, I mean, Violet Lee, Shiloh, uh, Michael Grayson, you name it, they're on there. Support independent wrestling, support Sick Kids Hospital, get in touch with me 
any of the ways that you're seeing it down below, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. And that's all I got to say. I know I've said it a lot of times, but you got to get there. We're uh, nearing $500 uh, right now going to sick kids, and we want to push that over the edge um, and double it if possible. So support a good cause. And I need a drink. Uh, so until next time, thank you for joining us. Catch this uh, podcast everywhere and have a good night. Salud.